Okay, Gareth, I need say nothing more than welcome back. How does it feel to be back? Thanks, it's nice to be back. Um, yeah, such a special club to me. Um, it's where I made my name and uh, what an amazing club, amazing fans and yeah, just incredible to be back. And yeah, hopefully now I can uh, yeah, get some match fitness and, and get underway and, and really help the team and hopefully win trophies. On this episode of PLNPJs, Bale is back. An electric start for Everton. And a Suarez scandal? Welcome back to the only podcast about the Premier League with a very specific dress code. And that dress code is jammies. Once again, I've got mine on. Jake, I see yours. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. The consistency, it's in the title, it's in the name, and we're doing it. And we're comfy. That's oh, all that matters. So comfortable. Now, and as a disclaimer, yep. nightcap. Nightcap. I promised it week one. You did. Unfortunately... Was out of stock on Amazon when I went to go buy it, the one that I wanted. Right. We're still waiting for it, but it will come one day. It will come one day, I promise. I'm sure the listeners are quite disappointed, as I am immensely disappointed sure. in the fact that you're not wearing a nightcap. Well, I think the the real thing is, Jake, I could have lied. You, you know, could th- have. Th- this is all audio. I could have said <laughs> I would have never known. So if anything, I hope that you will appreciate my honesty, my sincerity. I don't. <laughs> And I'll be better, maybe. I'd rather you have a nightcap. (laughs) No, I get it. I get it. Anyways. (laughs) Shall we start with uh, Match Week 2 recap? Uh, I think that's the best place to start, Jake. I want to start. Yeah, please. With the most surprising result for you this week. Big weekend in the Premier League. Mm -hmm. We had a few teams play for the first time this weekend, showing a little rust. A little bit. What was your surprising result? One more than the other two. (laughs) Uh, I think we both had the same we most do. surprising we result. Do. Crystal Palace. Shocking. 3-1? Yeah. Over your Man United team? Look, at the end of the day, I'm not... The surprising result for me is not Man United. Sure. I am not happy with the board, trans- but that's whatever. I digress. Yeah. Crystal Palace is what was surprising. They looked stellar. I mean, I had them as one of my bottom three teams at the start, and they are just playing unbelievably well to start the season. Right. And, uh, you know, I guess at the end of the day, do you think they can keep it up? That's the real question. I think definitely this win is going to give them some momentum going forward. Maybe next few weeks they're going to show sure. some good results. They play Everton this week. We'll mm-hmm. see how that goes. That's a good test because Everton has also had a hard Of course, start. yeah. Um, do I think throughout the entire season they're going to be that good? No, absolutely sure. not. Um, they're going to slow down. They're going to be a mid-table, mid-to-low-table team. Mm-hmm. But it's great to see them have this hot start. I I don't dislike Crystal Palace. I know it's a London team and somewhat of a rival, but I enjoy seeing them do well. I don't like watching Manchester United do so poorly, but, you know, let some of their teams win. You know what's funny is I also don't particularly enjoy seeing Manchester United do poorly. What? I know. It's surprising. (laughs) That's crazy. I know. But at the end of the day, as I said to you, trying to look on the bright side of things, I'm hoping that this will be a call to the board. Mm -hmm. They need signings. They need help. Whether or not they'll actually put that investment into the team, who's to say? Right. But uh, I, I was immensely impressed by Crystal Palace mm-hmm. this weekend. And frankly, even the Donny Van de Beek goal to make it 3-1, or I guess it was 2-1 at the time, but yeah. frankly, was not that deserved. It was just a jumble throughout the box. that fell right. Really glad that he scored on his debut. I was going to say, debut goal, yeah, always a good that. sign. Love that. Right. Um, should he have been playing from the start? Arguably, yes. Paul Pogba <laughs> had only trained for four days after coming back from coronavirus. Still started. Ole has his choices. It's a questionable decision to start I, him. You know, I think he is getting exposed for his tactics exposed, a little bit. Like uh, the coronavirus? Exactly. Okay. Um, however, Donny Van de Beek did make an impression in his first start. Played great, scored a goal. I don't think it reflected, frankly, how dominant Crystal Palace were right. in that game. Mm-hmm. I think they deserved a clean sheet because United weren't creating anything. They look good. And then they got that end of game penalty with Zaha. 
to make it 3-1, which I think was a better reflection of how the game actually went. Another sad portion of that game, uh, we triple captain Bruno Fernandez. Off of my advice, I'll take 100% responsibility for that. And I was hoping you would, he because got, I did not want to take He got two points, so six points after the triple captain. Mm-hmm. Did not really help our team. Well, there's no penalty. You can't expect there, him to yeah, win with no penalty. And that was my prediction. I thought Crystal Palace, not a great team. They're going to be a little flustered. Mm-hmm. Man United's got a pretty dominant attacking front of, of recent times. Um, and... The addition of Bruno with the creative passing, I thought mm-hmm. something's gonna happen in the box. They're gonna stick out of like a foot, and they got no. some quick feet in their forward line. Yes, I mean even Daniel James, who started over right. Mason Greenwood, pretty quick little guy. Uh, I could see why you'd mm-hmm. think that. And and unsurprisingly, today in their uh, Carabao Cup exactly. matchup, penalty. So mm-hmm. I was not far mm-hmm. off in the fact that I thought there was gonna be a penalty, but far enough where we only got. Six points out of our triple captain. Right. It was tough. Not what you want to see. But thank goodness we had Hillman's on. Exactly. On our team. But we'll get to that in a little bit. I want to now talk, Jake, your player of the week. Who do you think stuck out this week? I assume you're a little biased as a Spurs fan. Okay. Certain performance. It's tough for me. And there is a bias. And I'm definitely going to pick a Tottenham player. It's just whether it's Son or Kane. Of course. To, To me, what's more impressive, the... Four goals or the four assists on those four goals, mm-hmm. followed by a rebound goal for Kane in the final ten minutes. But uh, I mean, I'm gonna have to go with Son. Yeah, you score four goals. Only what 26, 28 players in the Premier League, I believe I saw the stat was, have ever scored four goals, mm-hmm. and that's an elite club to join. And sure, Kane provided all those assists, which he's got to be at the it's top impressive, of the for assist sure. leader. Yeah. Right? Which is not expected. He is. He is at the top of the... <laughs> the very top. Human Son and Harry Kane are the top goal scorer and top assister in the league right now. I mean, Dominic Calvert-Lewin is score. tied, yeah. but, but still. Crazy. Wild. Uh, after our first game, I did not think we'd, we'd be seeing that. But, uh, yeah. I mean, Kane obviously had a very dominant performance and showed off that he's more than just a goal scorer. But uh, take nothing away from Sonny and that performance he had and... You know, I just love seeing him smile. Of course. And Everybody does. Everybody. You know, he's yeah. a happy guy. He, he, he really is. Not that Harry Kane isn't either. It's just that, you know, when he talks, it sounds like he has peanut butter in his mouth. Oh. I look forward to a human song post-game oh. interview more than I... We're going to breeze <laughs> right by that comment and so, go to your player yeah, of the week. Yeah, my player of the week, uh, and I will add a caveat, I realize it is against West Brom, not sure. the strongest team in the league, sure. but Dominic Calvert-Lewin yep. scoring a hat-trick. For Everton in a five-two win, not again. Like you said, not to take anything away from Kane and Son. Those are unbelievable achievements. Mm-hmm. I think Dominic Calvert-Lewin though is performing at a time where he's not necessarily expected to be the first choice striker. It's Richarlison is who people think Everton is going to be their lead goal scorer, their best player going forward. Whereas Dominic Calvert-Lewin, this was kind of a season to prove whether or not he could do what people, you know, say he couldn't. Yeah. Uh, you know. Ancelotti's faith in him and starting him over and over, he repaid that for what I feel like is really the first time. Not that he didn't have good performances last season, during mm-hmm. the spot now. Mm-hmm. not I mean, he frankly doesn't have a ton of competition in that starting line. Moise Keane has been a little bit of a disappointment, and Richarlison plays better coming off the left. But I think Dominic Calvert-Lewin's performance and kind of showcasing, yeah, I can do this. I can play at a Premier League level. I can score consistently. He scored in mm-hmm. the first game. That beautiful header from that Dinier cross in on week one now has a hat trick. Right. I think that his consistency so far, I mean, again, two games. Two games, not necessarily a good idea of the entire season and how it's going to go, but I think his performances early on have been exceptional. And and I think that his three goals in this last game have, I, I, I think they played more importance to the player okay. than, than Kane and Son. Question. Answer. Is it too early or way too early? To put him in the gold boot. Oh, way too early. <laughs> way too early. I figured that'd be your answer, yeah. but I, I just had to ask. Yeah. No, it's uh, at a time where some defenders are sitting in you know the top five, technically, mm-hmm. and since everybody's tied, I, I would consider maybe a little too early, but who's to say? Right. I hope for him that he continues on with his goal-scoring form, and he's one of the surprise players of the season. I mean, he definitely wasn't in my team of the season pick sure. at preseason. So. so is that a three hat-trick so far in the Premier yeah. League? Sure is. Crazy. 
And this match week alone, 44 goals. Yeah. The highest. Unbelievable. In the Premier League oh era. Um, it's a 4-3 game with Leeds and Fulham. Mm-hmm. Which Two. was a just yeah. absolute revelation of a game. We watched it. Oh, yeah. And it, frankly, it looked like it was just done. Duck and done when, when, they, when Leeds were up 4-1. And then here come Fulham yeah. out of nowhere showing like, hey. We're, We're a Premier League yeah. team as well. <laughs> you know, we can do this. We played you guys in the championship, and it was impressive to see them come back. Obviously, didn't get the result sure. that they maybe deserved. Maybe they deserved a tie after the way Leeds kind of collapsed at the end. But but, but a good impressive. sign for them moving of forward course. that yeah, they can yeah. score. Mm-hmm. Maybe their defense not the best Yeah, their first two games. Given Which up. you don't expect. But right. I tell you what, you know who made some big saves in that game? Your and guy. Uh, <laughs> he did make a few big saves. Now, he also newcomer of the year to watch. Right. He also let him... Four goals, which <clears throat> isn't exactly a great sign, but he did right. make some big saves for him in that game, which I was excited to yeah. see. Huh? I'm excited to see him yeah. play throughout the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the match week also saw two five to two games. It was not a boring week. It certainly was not. For all those people who say soccer is boring, we can't right. watch it. This was kind of the complete opposite. Just go back Just and watch yeah. all the highlights from this week, mm-hmm. and you'll be a English Premier League fan. It's that simple. It really is. It's that simple. Putting up football numbers, mm-hmm. kind of seven goals in a game, like a touchdown. Yeah, it works. Well, yeah, hey, we'll count it. We'll count it. But not to overlook also a match week two fantasy, which we did exponentially better in this week. We thought that team had some potential. Yes, and even we were with, somewhat right. Yeah, even with a disappointing triple captain, triple cat, and some other performances. I'm sorry about that. We still came out with sixty-two points on the week. The high was one fifty-eight, but the average okay. was forty-five. Or 54, oh, excuse me. 54. Above average? We were above average. Son had 24 points on his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't have him on our team, but my player to watch from last week, Patrick Bamford, came out with 17 points, a goal, and an assist, which... Needless to say, better than my player to watch, which was Bruno. Trust me, I wanted your player to watch to do great. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope that he does much better next week. Right. But, yeah, I was definitely excited to see that my pick did better than yours. <laughs> From a purely unbiased sense. In a competitive standpoint. In a competitive standpoint and trying to remove myself as a Manchester United fan. Loved seeing my pick do better. As a Man U fan, I'm pissed. (laughs) I'm super (laughs) upset. But Hey, early in the season, we're okay. It's your first game. It's first game. First game. And boy, did it look like it. But Jake, moving on. I want to start talking about this week, what's been going on. You know, recap. Anybody can look up a recap. They can see what happened in the Premier League. Biggest talking point for me this week, mm-hmm. Bale is back in the Premier League. Which you couldn't find anywhere. You couldn't see any news about that. No, but I want to get your thoughts on it. That nobody else could have the same thoughts yeah. as a Spurs fan that you do. So I want to hear what you think. The reason I became a Spurs fan in the first place was being able to play with Gareth Bale on FIFA 13, maybe? I don't know what it was. FIFA 12, FIFA 13... I would play against my brother. He would play as his team, Everton, who he just recently found as his favorite team. And I didn't follow Premier League. And I would play as Tottenham because they had Gareth Bale. They had Dempsey at the time, I believe. I think so. That sounds right. Um, And I was like, these people are awesome. I love playing with them. He is so much fun to watch. Sure. And even after he left Spurs and went to Real Madrid, I kept following him and being a fan of his even though he was not on my favorite team. Sure. And I cannot describe to you the feeling I had leading up to that announcement because just following like all the Fabrizio Romano tweets yeah. and everything, all the other insider information that was coming out, I just like my heart kept on getting faster, mm-hmm. faster, faster, faster. And then finally, which... If you're a Spurs fan and we're trying to follow the tweets, the official Twitter account went 24 hours during that bail whole thing wow. without tweeting. That's frustrating. And just left you waiting, waiting, waiting. And of course, they do Region first because they want to give you the, the main course. Of course, after, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they get a, a little appetizer. A little teaser. Which I, I'm very much excited to see sure. him play. It's essentially another loan from Real Madrid at this point. Right, with the buyback but, option, yeah. for sure. 
Um, but just to have him in general is going to be great awesome. for our season. And then not, what, one, two hours later, the bail announcement. I, I was running around my apartment like a little kid, just screaming. And you know what? I might be getting a bail uniform, a little, little jersey. I, I don't know why you wouldn't, but you know what else you're supposed to be getting about bail? Was right. referencing a tweet right. from a few years ago <laughs> when Bale was linked once again with Spurs. Not not very confusing. 2018. I mean, it, it happens every summer. It they does. always link him with Spurs because he's not in favor with the Real coach. Of course. And and it was rumored that Jake Hastings would be getting a Gareth Bale tattoo if he returned to Tottenham. Oh, I said Bale slash Spurs tattoo. Okay. So something relating to either. Mm-hmm. I said that if they signed him that transfer window, I would get a tattoo sure. showing my gratitude to the team. Of course. I then doubled down on this not two weeks ago. Before these rumors were even <laughs> substantial. Right, and people were talking about it right. like they normally do. It was, I did not think it was going to get to this point. I said, same goes for this transfer window, which was a huge mistake. Sure. Maybe. Well, here's the qualifier. Right. He's on a one-year loan. Does it count Does as it a transfer? Count? And along the lines of that one-year loan, I think it is going to be really interesting to see how his relationship with Mourinho develops mm-hmm. over this year. And I don't see any reason that he shouldn't extend a contract with Spurs at this point. I mean, Madrid... I was going to say, so it. isn't his contract up with Madrid at the end of the year anyway? It is. So, so could he leave on free transfer exactly. to Spurs? So I don't know why he wouldn't stay but in theory he's only concretely there for a year and i think that actually smart by him gives him a little bit of leverage not that he doesn't love spurs but in case his relationship with Mourinho goes a little sour i don't i don't know that it will Mm -hmm. but i think it'll be interesting to watch that space because Mourinho doesn't really take a lot of crap from people i mean he has a very specific way of how he wants the team to operate what he wants his players to do we've seen bale's antics on the sideline for madrid (laughs) Not and not that you can't have a fun uh, yeah, side was, as a professional player, right? You know, but, he, but that's just based on the treatment he was getting I from the coach and the I fans, understand. and he's not definitely not going to get that treatment from the fans. Oh no! No matter what he does, he's a god, right? In the eyes of the Spurs, yeah, fans. everybody will love him. Obviously, I'm just saying it'll be interesting to see their dynamic because Mourinho is going to want him to come in and be business, mm-hmm. um, especially with the team not doing particularly well last year as, as well. I mean, granted, he started off you know inheriting a team, yeah, they were what poorly. Like, 14th, 16th right. place. Mm-hmm. But I, this is kind of Mourinho's last chance to make a name for himself. You know, after his relative failure in his past few jobs, especially with Manchester United now getting this Tottenham job, he's there to win a trophy or two. And he's, I mean, he's going to need Bale to be on go mode, on business mode. Mm-hmm. And I think, he, I think he'll do it. I, I don't think there's any reason he won't play his heart out for the club. I just think right. it'll be an interesting dynamic to keep track of over this year because he's not committed his long-term future there. No, I, I definitely get that, and it's gonna, and I have to wait even longer because of his current knock he has. So he'll be right. out for a bit, maybe until after the international break in October, I believe, is mm-hmm. when he's projected to return. Yep. So that's mid, mid to late October, and uh, I mean we'll just have to wait and see because yeah. obviously we'll see some things come out about his relationship with Mourinho before mm-hmm. then because they'll be in some sort of training sessions, sure. getting back. To full fitness, and uh, hopefully it's all positive, and yeah. we see the best out of Which it. I absolutely hope so because that Kane Bale song, mm-hmm. front oh. three, has the potential to be the most prolific in the Premier League, right? By far, mouthwatering. Oh, unbelievable! And to the point that it could cover up any gaps in defense and midfield that they have as right. a Premier League quality team. Mm-hmm. They could score enough goals that it wouldn't matter how many they concede; they could still get results. And you look at that front three compared to the most prolific in the Premier League the last two years, which has been Liverpool's. Mm-hmm. You take Salah, Mane, and Firmino against our front three. I think the weak link of 06 is Firmino. Yeah, absolutely. Which, I mean, does that mean Spurs have the better front three? I not want to say. Sure. And obviously you can't say now when Bale hasn't played a single minute yet. Of course. And Mane's out here. I mean, he's arguably the best forward in the Premier League right now based on current form. I yeah, mean, I agree with that. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, time will tell. 
we can look at the stats at the end of the season sure. and compare, but I think those are two front threes to watch going forward. Yeah, I, I absolutely and agree. So excited to watch both of them. I mean, as much as I do not like sure. Liverpool, I love watching the front three play. No, I and I hope so. My my only concern is his injury history. Sure. And in my mind, I think he's going to do great when he does play. I think that the morale aspect of things will bring the best out of Gareth Bale. But I feel like he's only going to end up playing about 25 games this season. In the Premier League. In the Premier League, okay, yeah. yeah. That's probably accurate. Yeah, I, I, I think not only from resting standpoint, mm-hmm. um, I think you look at the way that he played in Madrid... He was just, I mean, when he did play, was very much just a free-flowing forward. He just right. went forward, didn't really have a ton of defensive duties. Okay, not just, really a Mourinho system. Exactly. Right. That's what I'm saying, is the Mourinho system is very demanding on the mm-hmm. players, and he's already taking his time to get back up to fitness. Sure. But that level of fitness is going to be... De- he's already starting at a lower point anyway, as a winger, than, than what Mourinho yeah. demands from his players. And I just think... Over the course that they'll have to be really good about managing his fitness throughout the course of the year to make sure that he does stay fit and mm-hmm. doesn't get hurt. Yeah, and we have Lucas and yep. Bergwijn to fill great it. rotation. Uh, I know, yeah. and those three rotating in and out in both Premier League and our um, other fixtures, mm-hmm. Europa League, EFL, and whatnot. Uh, I think we have the depth now. Oh yeah, and. We need if we get a backup striker, that's it. That I mean, yeah. we make a push for top four, which we already are with Bale. Sure. But a bigger push, and uh, maybe make a run in the Europa League. Which I is, still think I they need some help in the back, but we saw today Fabrizio Romano tweet about them being linked with Skriniar from Inter Milan, which could just be an um, that could be the steal signing of the. I mean, that might be the best signing of the Premier League season if if he gets in. Brent, I'm so glad that you brought that up because I had no idea how to pronounce his last name, and I was scared to say it. Well, think about how many times we got it wrong last week. I know. I it could was, be. It was embarrassing. Way off, but at least I have the confidence now to I, say it. How I you think said that it. so confidently? I was like, wow, he knows how to yeah. pronounce that name. He no, knows what Slovakian. Absolutely don't. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm part Slovakian myself, so maybe it's just that inherent. Really? Yeah. Uh, so, oh. who knows? The more you know. The more you know. So, I just think. At the end of the day, Bale is that deciding factor mm-hmm. for Spurs. I think you look at that game against Everton at the start of the season, maybe he brings it into a draw. And speaking of Everton, what an incredible start to this season. Sad about that first game because sure. of Spurs, but I mean, win over Spurs, clean sheet, and then 5-2 against West Brom. Yeah. I know uh, West Brom was man down for the second yeah, half, of course. but you can't take away anything from Everton no, in can't. that performance. Their uh, midfield, all those new signings, they produ- yeah, producing so many goals now. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. No, and on top of that, I, I think this is reinforcing what I said week week one about Jordan Pickford. They will concede goals. They conceded two to West Brom. When I picked him for my Golden Glove, it's not that I thought right. that he would have the least amount of goals conceded. I think that they'll have a lot of clean sheets because their team is solid and they have a good system. Mm-hmm. They will concede a lot of... They've conceded two to West Brom. They will concede a lot of goals this year in the games that they do whoa, concede. Whoa, whoa. Brent, it's West Brom. Prolific attack is the I, first thing you think of when you think of West Brom. That is the exact thing that I was <laughs> going to say is I know that you think that, but I just see them conceding a lot this year. That's why I have them a little bit lower, but they're off to a flying start. Ancelotti's system mm-hmm. is unbelievable and... And that kind of brings to another discussion point, Jake. Do you think it's a result of the new signings? Or do you believe that it's more of a push from Enchilati's system? They showed signs at the end of last year yeah. that they had the right system going. They needed more players, obviously. If they have those players, is it the James allen factor? Or is it Enchilati getting the right guys to fit his system? And it's his system that's giving them these results so far. And that's a very tough question. Because if we looked at back at last season after he took over, and they just did the same as they did before, and then now they did a lot better, mm-hmm. then I'd say for sure the signings. Sure. But you definitely saw that improvement at the end of last season. So, I hate to be the person that says it's both, but I think it's both. It's both, yeah. I, I think I think they fit the system really well, the three right. that came in in the midfield. And I think, but without that system, I don't think they do as well. Right, no, I, yeah. I, and you saw, I mean, Allen did fine at, 
Anopoli, but mm-hmm. you look at James Rodriguez and his struggles in the past few seasons. Right. He's a player that's familiar with Ancelotti, familiar with the, his system, and as a coach that believes in him, and I think that you can see that in the way that he plays. Is It's not this move to this lofty European club. He's at a club where he has to prove himself with a manager that trusts him to produce, and he's playing great so far. And And I think what we're seeing is finally the repayment of, at the end of the day, Everton's owner has been trying to make this happen for a very long time. Mm-hmm. They've been putting significant investment into the team. I believe it was 2016 or 2017, they had one of the highest transfer spending windows yep. uh, over the summer, but the team just wasn't performing. Whereas now, they finally have their manager, and they're getting the right players for his system, rather than going for more, quote, star names, and then letting the manager try to figure it out, how to mm-hmm. make it work. They got their manager... They're fitting players to him and getting him familiar players, and I think you can see the results already are just fantastic. They play great. They are entertaining to watch. They're scoring a lot, and they look good. And I wouldn't say it's terribly surprising, though. I mean, we both have... You have them sixth Mm -hmm. in your final prediction for the season. I had them as the most improved team. Sure. And so it's not like no one saw this coming. Right. I mean, they brought in these great new players. Mm -hmm. Their coach has a great history and knows what he's doing and has a good system for Everton. And I'm just excited that it's actually working out like people think it will. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And I think it adds a little extra dynamic to the league mm-hmm. that these not top six teams, which not that, I mean, Everton's a big club. They're just not, quote, top, top six. Top six, I get that. And having them be better in the Premier League, along with teams like Wolves, I think makes it more interesting, mm-hmm. uh, more competitive, forces the top teams to kind of up the ante a little bit. Right. And I, I'm, I'm a fan of them doing well. I mean, every American should. After Tim, Tim Howard was there. I mean, there. even yeah. if you didn't like the team or you liked another, like even if you were a Liverpool fan, if you're an American, when they had Tim Howard, you still wanted him to do well. You got to have a little bit of a soft spot for the team and you want him to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Not that you want to see him... You know, place above your own Succeed team. too much. Of course. <laughs> but I think it's more fun as Americans who have been tracking the game for a long time, specifically that league, to see them doing well again. Yep. Um, the signs were there. It'll be interesting to see players that lose their spots as well as, as the time goes on. You know, does Moise Keane finally have a good season? Maybe push Richarlison is not having the stellar start to the season that maybe people thought that he would with this system. And... I know you look at the stats and you say that, um, but he's played a part in that system. Of course. He hasn't been on the score sheet, mm-hmm. but, I mean, I think he still plays a vital role. I think, Absolutely, yeah. I know you were just saying that to provoke a conversation, but it's way too early to right. replace him we're with his team. Yeah, I know. We're two weeks exactly. in, for sure. Yeah. Um, um, but like I said, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, though, is kind of filling that, that gap that... I feel like people thought Richarlison would be mm-hmm. this early in the season that he was going to be the guy scoring those goals, and we saw him, you know, sky the one against Tottenham. Yeah, it, I don't think it's a lack of confidence or anything like that, but I do think it's interesting to keep track of that dynamic between Calvert Lewin and Richarlison. I assume they'll gel well. Ancelotti's a good coach. He's a good man manager. He'll get the best out of both of them, but it'll inter- it'll be interesting to see if they have their own rivalry mm-hmm. between the two of them of who's going to be that guy. Right. Because James, while he will score great goals, he's also going to provide, whereas those two are in there to score goals. Exactly. Run at defenses, score goals, and provide for the team. And and it'll be interesting to see what goes on between them as the season evolves. And I'm excited to watch, for sure. Oh, absolutely. And before we move on from the Everton topic, I would be remiss if I didn't share some thoughts that my brother had, a huge Everton supporter. So his thought is that it's, a change of mentality sure. for Everton. So you saw in the second half when they're up 2-1 to a 10-man West Brom team. They concede. Yep. They go 2-2. That, you look at Everton in the beginning of last year, that's typical Everton. Sure. Like They're up a man, up 2-1, concede a goal. You see them maybe come back late and get that winner, but you also wouldn't be surprised if they just tie. Sure. You see the new Everton go and score three more goals. Mm-hmm. And that's just, I mean, as if you're an Everton fan, if you've been watching for a while, you, you haven't seen that. Yeah, sure. And yeah. It's, it's great to see it. It's very positive, and you're very excited for the season. Well, like you said, it's, 
positive play. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that killer instinct that it seems like they've kind of got back. Right. Um, and, or even if they haven't got it back, that Enchilotti has brought to the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and even you look last year, you know, with, I mean, I can only speak to the games that I watched, and I know from the game against Manchester United where they should have won if not for that, frankly, BS offsides call for, I think it was Sigurdsson sitting on the ground. I remember that. That same kind of killer that. instinct was kind of coming back. They should have won that game. Yep. I'm glad they didn't. But they still pushed through from kind of circumstances that maybe they shouldn't have been in in the first place mm-hmm. and found their way back in to arguably should have won. So so I think we're definitely seeing an evolution from last year, and now they have the players to make it work. So it'll be great to watch them this year. Yeah. Perfectly said. Thank you. I kind of pride myself on that. Uh, <laughs> not every time, certainly. Not every time. But from time to time, I say things that make me go well. That was well done. And this time was one of those this times. This was one of yep. those times, exactly. And so I'd like to move on sure. to a brief topic that we're going to talk about mm-hmm. that isn't exactly Premier League. But it can't not be talked about. Right. Also, former Premier League player. Exactly. So it's not completely outside of the realm. Right. Suarez uh, has been accused of cheating on his Italian citizenship test. Right. Which he was taking to facilitate a transfer, a possible transfer, to Juventus. Mm -hmm. uh, Because apparently they had... No room in the squad for non-EU players. Right. So if he became a citizen, it would make it easier for him yeah. to sign. Otherwise, they'd have to get rid of a right. EU player. And at the end of the day, player. are we surprised that the man that bites people has then now cheated on an Italian citizenship test? Right. Someone with a history as his. Right. Not surprising for me. And, and frankly, for me, it was also, did Juve really need no. Yeah, and I don't think so. I don't. I mean, obviously, you want world class players at your team. You sure. can never have too many. You love the competition that goes into it. But they didn't need him, and now they have Murata, right? Which has succeeded there before. Which is not Suarez. Not Suarez, <laughs> but somebody who's familiar mm-hmm. with the team, knows the culture. I mean, they already have Pirlo as their coach. Weston McKenney started. You Americans out there, unbelievable first performance. If you haven't seen it, you should watch the highlights of it. He played great in his first game, but. Back to Suarez. Right. Now going to Atletico, which I think is a better move for him. A little bit of a shot in the gut at Lionel Messi. Right. Moving to another Spanish team. But I think the combination, that fiery kind of passion that Diego Simeone has with Luis Suarez, mm-hmm. I think could be an interesting dynamic to watch, especially with Diego. That is a menacing front to Diego Costa and Luis Suarez. You could get punched or bit at say, any time. There are going to be so many goals and so many red cards in that front two. And it's going to be a blast to watch. I'm very excited for it. Very excited for it. But moving back to the Premier League. Right. If, if we were uh, all soccer podcasts, right. we would talk about what's wrong with Barcelona when all these players are leaving. Sure. But since we're not, right. let's continue We're going to talk about something Premier League relevant, which is... The Kepa Arizabalaga situation now being replaced by Mendy. I bl- what you're looking at me like? Yeah, no, that pronunciation of the last. It's name, the Kepa. confidence. No, it's... you're you're very confident. Thank you. And it sounded good to me. That's all that I care about. Please continue. I'm yeah, sorry. Uh, being replaced possibly. Frank Lampard confirmed that Mendy is having a medical. Mm-hmm. Could be an interesting dynamic to watch. Does Kepa? ever recover for Chelsea from this. I do you think he's gonna leave this window and if he doesn't, will he play? I think I would say if he wasn't the most expensive goalkeeper ever, right, that he would leave. Okay. But the fact that the price tag that they have on him or that they got for him, I don't think I don't see him leaving. Sure. I see him fighting for a spot ahead of Mendy. Which I personally haven't watched a lot from Mendy. Sure. And I, I don't, don't watch a lot of League One. I don't. Ligue 1. Ligue 1. Ligue 1. Ligue 1. Sure. That was perfect. Thanks. <laughs> uh, but sure, Kepa has had, I won't call them howlers. I would say big mistakes between the sticks. Not like a Neuer going out and missing a header or sure. uh, Gazaniga or De Gea just kicking someone. Yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. But. He hasn't looked entirely confident. No, since, I think he's since he's joined the Premier League, shot of confidence. Right, completely. I mean, look at the Liverpool game this mm-hmm. weekend. He gifted 
them a goal. Pretty much. I yeah. mean, at the end, like, it happens, but he has no confidence. Yeah, and he, I believe it's him and uh, Pickford that have the most goals conceded outside the box. That's interesting. Yeah. So those long-range shots that are usually saved right. are going in on Pickford and Keppa, who is now faces competition, where right. Pickford doesn't really have much competition. Well, there was a point, I remember last season, where his save percentage was only like 63%. I mean... For a team that was top four. Right. Which that's shocking. Unreal. So, I think he's got to go, and I think he will leave. And the reason, because... Chelsea clearly have no issue with money, with how they've been spending this transfer window. Who cares if they lose 40 mil, 30 mil on their goalie? Right. I mean, they're they're spending left and right on everybody. I would care if it was my money. Right, but you're not Roman Abram- Abramovich, however you say his last name. That say, one was, say I was less confident. Say it with confidence, dude. <laughs> Roman Abram- uh, Azaman Abramovich. That's perfect. Yep. Thank you. That's it. He clearly isn't in a position... Where he's too concerned about yeah. finances, you know? And they do need to sell people for financial fair play. Whether or not it's a real thing, they do need to sell people to be in accordance with it. So, I wouldn't be surprised if they look to ship him out if Mendy looks good right. in his first few games. Because I expect him to start. I was going to say, do you think he's going to get a Premier League start? Or do you think he's going to start do. in like a Carabao Cup? Or a... I wouldn't be surprised if... Not necessarily this week because it's his first week. Mm-hmm. And I think Frank Lampard has come out and backed Keppa a few times. Sure. I wouldn't be surprised if he tries to create a little number one position goalie battle. Even though Mendy will most likely take it at the end of the day. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if Keppa starts this weekend or Caballero starts this weekend. But the next week, I wouldn't be astounded to see Mendy starting in goal for Chelsea. Okay. Because how much worse is he going to do than Keppa? Right. You know? That's probably not much. All he has to do is not make a really bad error, and he's already done exponentially better. That's that's very fair. Yeah. And uh, uh, I always try to be. I always try to be fair. You know, that's that's what. It's I just do. that's the Brent Quinn that's, way. That's me. That's you. That's my thing. Well, I'm interested to see if he starts in the next week or so, mm-hmm. and uh, how he does compared to Keppa. Can you do me a favor, real quick? I'd love to. Can you say, Mendy? will sign with Chelsea this week. And I'm going to report it on Twitter as first sure. reported by Brent Quinn. You can quote me. Yep. Mendy will sign with, with Chelsea. Yep. According to Frank Lampard, he is taking a medical. According to you. But according to me, according to Frank Lampard, yep. he will sign with Chelsea this week. Please credit the Brent Quinn of, with... Oh. Wait, wait. The week of Tuesday, September 22nd. There we go. You heard it here first from PL and PJ's Brent Quinn. exclusive. An exclusive transfer update. You guys are welcome. Yeah. Hot with news. But speaking of next week. Yep. Let's look Jake, ahead. We got to get to our match week predictions. Still haven't mm-hmm. come up with a punishment. Still, te- still waiting for some, you know, responses. Yeah. So, starting with ma- match one on mm-hmm. Saturday, Brighton, Manchester United. For me, I think you see Manchester United's performance over the weekend. You don't have a lot oh, of confidence. Yeah, yeah, I know you saw. I'm speaking to our listeners. Sure. You don't have a lot of confidence going forward, but I watched all 90 minutes of their Carabao Cup game Same. today, and they didn't start all their first-team players, but uh, Riders Rashford and Greenwood came on. They looked... And Bruno. And Bruno, correct. Uh, they looked sharp. They looked creative. They looked... Mm-hmm. They, f- they f- flew by the defense yeah. of Luton Town and uh, scored two late goals, and it looked... Fairly easy. I think they bring that into the weekend, and they beat Brighton 2-0. I I will say, I also pick Manchester United to beat Brighton. But it's not the most confident pick that I've ever made. Okay. You know, I I, I still have question marks over the team, over Ole. There's just a negative energy around the team right now. It seems like with all the transfers and the board issues and whatnot that... And even with the fans. Like, there's just kind of a negative energy around the team. And I hope Donny Van de Beek starts this weekend. So I'm picking Manchester United, but it's not just an outright United over Brighton done. Sure. You know, but we are going to move on. We are. Next game, also on Saturday, played at 8 a.m. Mountain Time, Everton Crystal Palace. What do you have? 
I think this is going to be the game of the week. Me too. I think both teams have shown that they can score, mm-hmm. and the defenses look solid enough. Um, maybe giving up two to West Brom isn't the most confident thing you've ever seen, but blanking Spurs, I mean, that's an accomplishment with yeah, our attack I right now. It, yeah. Um, I would say maybe 2-2 draw. If I had to pick a winner, I would say Everton 3-2. Okay. So that's actually, that was my quote surprise pick of the week is Everton draw with Palace. Okay. I think Everton maybe need to come back down to earth a little bit with where they really are and the quality of their team. Whereas Crystal Palace, not that they don't as well. Right. But they're playing great to start. And at the end of the day, it's not like they don't have some quality players, but I think they ride the momentum enough to get a draw. Okay. Am I upset that you picked a draw as your surprise pick of the week? That's worth double points a little bit. But I could see why I, you said that. No, I'm going to allow it, obviously. Okay. I think it's fair enough. And uh, well, we're going to move on. Look, at the end of the day, it happened. Yeah. You know, you can't change that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's done. We're it's moving there. on. West Brom, Chelsea. Oof. I I'm, I'm think it's pretty obvious I'm picking Chelsea. What? They're my Premier League winners of the season, so... You're telling me the Premier League winners aren't going to lose to West Brom? I think it would be foolish mm-hmm. to think that West Brom, after losing 5-2 to two to Tottenham, mm-hmm. could then put up some kind of a fight. To Everton. Or, I'm sorry, yes, to yeah. Everton. Could put up some kind of a fight against Chelsea. No, I, I totally agree, and yeah. I picked Chelsea as well. Okay. And then, moving on, the last game of the day on Saturday, Burnley and Southampton. Not the most... Exhilarating game it to watch. A, yeah. Two, I mean, Burnley known for its solid defense and not very vicious attack. Mm-hmm. And Southampton, who can be iffy each yeah. week. They so. could be hot with Dan right. Ings, or they could be completely cold and look like Southampton. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I actually have a draw for this one. Okay. I'm going to pick a Burnley win. Okay. I picked them last week. They didn't win. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to pick them this week again. I'm still a Burnley believer. Okay. And then we move on to Sunday. The 27th of September. First game in the morning will be Sheffield United versus Leeds. Oof. Which is an intriguing one. Sheffield, very defensive. Right. Solid Premier League team as they were last year, regardless mm-hmm. of the drop-off that we think they'll have. Leeds can prove they can score. But right. also, just conceded four to Liverpool, three to three, Fulham. Yeah. So, defense in question right. for sure. Would you allow me to make this my surprise pick of the week? Absolutely. Okay. I have Leeds winning. I do. I didn't think it, I didn't pick it as a surprise though. See, that makes me want to change, but uh... D- but don't. But don't. Okay. You know, that was your surprise pick. It works. I have a Leeds win because I don't think it'll be that surprising. Mm. I don't believe. Well, Leeds have conceded a lot. I don't know that Sheffield have enough going forward. Right. And I'm always a believer that at least at the Premier League, the better offense usually overpowers a average okay. to good defense. Yes. Especially with the goalkeeping issues that they've had. I mean, not, or just not having Dean Henderson in goal and right. having to replace him. I, I think Leeds. I, I will say, in my defense of this surprise pick of the mm-hmm. week, um, there's no favorite in this game. No, wise. Yeah. It's, it's It's up in the air. Yeah. Um, so, it's not like I was picking a, a It's like you're saying anything. it's a surprise right. that you would pick I think, Chelsea over West Brom. Sure, 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 sure. I, oh, okay. I think it's fair, considering your draw. Yeah. Okay. No, I think so. I, right. I have no problem. No, with no, it. no, please let's move. Spurs, forward. Newcastle. I have Spurs just based on the last performance. Yep. And also they have some more rest because of their game today against Leyden Orient got canceled due to mm-hmm. positive tests on Orient side. Okay. Um, we do have to travel midweek to somewhere for in the Europe. Carabao Cup. Yeah, for the no, right. Oh, for you the have EFL, a, for the oh, Europa you League. Oh, Europa League game this qualifier. Week. I forget which country it is. It's somewhere in Eastern Europe. Sure. Um, but the fact that we have to travel there Thursday and mm-hmm. then play uh, Newcastle on Sunday, um, it would have been a mess if we had to play Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. So, um, obviously not great that Leighton Orient had 18 positive COVID tests, but it right. worked in our favor in the fact that we have more rest. And we're going to have our players pretty fresh for Newcastle, and I think we're going to win. Yeah, no, I, I also have a Spurs victory mm-hmm. over Newcastle. I think that one's very straightforward. Then we get to an intriguing matchup. Man City, Leicester, coming off of a Wolves game last week. Now they face Leicester this week, who we both have dropping off. Sure. But With, how do you think it's going to go? But currently, based on a goal difference, they are actually top of the league. Leicester. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, 
I think City. I mean, me too. Just watching them this week, they're too good. They're yeah. they're gonna create so many goals. They're gonna probably score three yeah. again at least, and they're gonna they're gonna be left. Can you imagine if they got Messi? Yeah, <laughs> it's unbelievable to think about. But maybe that's another topic for another time. I I had a large sum of money, ready to go to put on Man City to win the league if they got Messi. <laughs> wow, that's unbelievable. I didn't. That's for sure. Uh, but then the last game on Sunday, West Ham and Wolves. Mm-hmm. Who do you have? I have Wolves. Okay. I think West Ham haven't looked great. Um, interesting topic there is that two positive tests and then one positive with their uh, manager, David Moyes. Yep. So interesting to see how that turns out. Right. I know they have to have their uh, quarantine period. Um, so they're missing two of their somewhat starting players um, in Diop, and I can't remember the second fellow. But. Fellow. I'm just taken aback by the your choice of word, the fellow. Okay. Well, I can't remember his name. I'm trying to be nice <laughs> to him. If he ever listens to this podcast, <laughs> I want to be like, oh. I appreciate At that. least he called me fellow, you know? Yeah, I get it. I but get regardless, it. I think that they're going to lose that game. I think Wolves have shown a lot of sparks. No, they, I just like they do, you know, last year and the year before. Yeah, exactly. That's just what they do. Two seventh place finishes in a row. Yeah. I think they're going to win. I, too, have a Wolves victory, but I also have. Jimenez is my player to watch for this mm. week in fantasy. Uh, you know, two goals in two games. Right. Obviously, early days in the season. Mm-hmm. But I could see him having two against. Well, that's my prediction. Is two okay. goals against West Ham. The defense is spotty. Already losing Diop with COVID. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I think Jimenez is my player to watch in a Wolves victory. Hey, I I like on that Sunday. one. And so then we get to our Monday games, yep. midweek games. First one being Fulham and Aston Villa. Barn burner, a man. huge tilt. Yeah, yeah. This, this is the one that people are talking. This is what draws the fans into the Premier. Exactly. This matchup says, "How do we get people yep. to watch our league? We put this on prime time." Exactly. On yeah. As much as I was not impressed with Villa's performance against Sheffield mm-hmm. after Sheffield went down a man twelve minutes into the game, I still think that they had the tools to beat Fulham, mm-hmm. and that maybe they took it too lightly when they went up. A man so early on, and that they're gonna come out with more intensity, and they're gonna beat Fulham. Okay, I I actually think that this will be a draw. Okay, um, I I think Fulham, while they lost four three to Leeds, mm-hmm. I think the way that game ended actually kind of gave them a little bit of a momentum sure. boost. Yeah, a little bit of confidence, and I think they're the newer players are. I mean, you'll just see they'll perform better over time. Mm-hmm. And again, like I said, I don't think that Jack Grealish can be, you know, the only person to take Aston Villa. Right. Out of the relegation zone, so I think this will be a tie. So first clean sheet for Mariola. I hope so. Okay, we'll see. I doubt it. <laughs> I could see us. I could see this being like a one-one-two-two game. Gotcha. Uh, and then lastly, Liverpool Arsenal at one fifteen Mountain Time on Peacock because no we, game. Hey, we're, we're not going to get into it now. I could, but I won't get into. We're it. holding out for that, sl- that little sliver yeah. of hope. That we get picked up by NBC, so we're just right. not we're right. not going to talk bad about Peacock, Peacock right now. But um, forget everything I said about Crystal Palace versus Everton being the game of the week. Okay. I think Arsenal are going to surprise people. Is I, this your surprise pick? No. Oh, that. Oh, right. You already did it. That's. Cool. I already did my surprise yeah, yeah. pick. I think Arsenal going to come out firing. I think Arsenal going to score in the first ten minutes, and then they're going to let you down, and Liverpool's going to win two to three to one, one of those. See, I, I only like I understand two big teams yep. should be game of the week material. I don't think it will be. I think Liverpool are just gonna walk all over Arsenal. Okay, I think from a pre-game standpoint, sure. it's the game of the week. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, the I do, I do think right Crystal Palace and Everton will be a closer game. Yes. But I think people are gonna be shocked that Arsenal are gonna go up. That's okay. My prediction. Yep. And then it's just going to go back to normal, and okay. Liverpool are going to walk all over them. See, I, you'll never walk alone, am I right? Uh, I think you see Thiago start in this game. Okay. He, I mean, he played so well when he came on as sub. He's so good. And that is just, I mean, I hate that we did our signings of the season, that kind of stuff. Before he was announced. Because he is an incredible player, fills a gap for them. Not that they didn't have solid midfielders before, right? but the way that he plays, it's never flashy. He's not going to come up with a ton of goals and assists. 
mm-hmm. but the way he controls games, his technical abilities, Tiago is going to be, I think, if not the best, one of the top three signings of the season. And I think we see him start mm-hmm. on Monday, and I think we see him shine. Okay. In his first game. I, I mean, so I think I, I think do, I do not disagree. I think I think Liverpool easily handle Arsenal in that game because of the influence yeah. of Thiago. And um, may I say something? You absolutely. I think it's bummer that we recorded before that news broke last week. Sure. Um, and I have a close friend that's a Liverpool supporter, who. You. you? No, just kidding. <laughs> Come on. Oh, and he expressed his uh, concerns that after winning the title, they didn't really bring anyone in. I, I said that. They I brought a uh, poorly them. pronounced name to Oh, the Grisha. The left back. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever he is. But that was it. That was their only yep. signing the entire summer. And he was just asking for some new blood, like, no matter what it was. And, I mean, can't be upset there you with go. Thiago. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That, that's your new Great blood. signing. And I think that reinforces uh, my pick of them having a second place finish. Because I think they're going to do great this yeah, year. Yeah, that makes sense. So, Jake, the only thing I missed from you, mm-hmm. player to watch. Yeah, sorry I didn't mention it while we talked about that team. Thought we were going to wait to the end. But my player to watch hasn't really shown up first two weeks. Okay. Pretty su- It's surprising that you haven't heard his name mm-hmm. much mentioned. Timo Werner. Okay. I think he's going to f- score two goals. He, he got the penalty um, first week. Yep. Um, that led to the win. But I think he's going to shine this week. Okay. Well, One, yeah. maybe two goals. Um, and I think he's going to be the fantasy player to watch. Okay. No, and, and I like that. And and speaking of fantasy, mm-hmm. our own fantasy Do we make any week. changes? We made one change. Okay, let me hear this it. This week. We're, we're trying to keep the same team. We want to show faith right. in the same players. You can make as many transfers as you want to get the team. And I understand that you can maximize your points that way. But the interest of treating it kind of like a fantasy football yeah. kind of thing, keeping the team mostly the same, the only change is we've swapped out Thiago Silva against West Brom for Gabriel against Liverpool. Uh, Gabriel's now on the bench. Swapped as Silva is now starting. He, Silva's now starting. So we didn't pick up any new players. No, no, no new players. Okay. Oh, well, no, that's not true. We picked up Pat uh, Bamford. Did we? Yeah. Over Callum Wilson. Huh. I made that executive decision. I was going to say, I was not included in that no, discussion. No, you weren't. And okay. I actually meant to tell you about that this weekend. I tried to do it before the game started. Sure. And I wish I had because he played great. Did you and put him in? When I tried to. I, I missed the deadline by not ten minutes. and uh, But here we are. Now glad he I'm is in the team. included in things now. Thank I know you. Well, it's you know it's the the issue with me sitting on my own couch watching the game, thinking you know what this could be a good signing. Let's plug him in. Okay. You know, you know it'd be fun if you were included from time to time. If we watch the games together, <laughs> that would be a blast. <laughs> hey, maybe this weekend. We got Perfect. big plans this Perfect. weekend for ourselves. We'll watch the games, and uh, but yeah, th- that's our only. I 100% agree with that decision, even mm-hmm. though I was not included in included it. Included in it. Yeah, I made it an executive I, decision. <laughs> I agree with it. As the owner okay. of the fantasy Because it's on your phone. Does it make phone. you the owner? I'm, I'm, call it me does. the executive chairman. By law. <laughs> By law. Uh, but but just to recap the team itself, Pickford, Trent mm-hmm. Alexander-Arnold, Soyan Chu, Thiago Silva, Lamptey, Son, Ducore, Bruno Fernandez. Bamford, Werner, Richarlison. On the bench, Fabianski, Perez, Traore, Gabriel. Okay. Should be a good team. Can I bring up a point of interest? Give me give me it. So aren't you? Yeah. They're playing Man City they this are. week. You still trust him? I trust him more than Gabriel over Liverpool. And in okay, I was, was going to say maybe get some new blood on there. Yeah. I don't know who we could get for the amount of money he's worth. Sure. But just something to think about. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it, and next week we'll... Maybe take some recommendations. Yeah. I would, I would love to hear some recommendations from all of our listeners. And if you hate the picks that we have... Yes. Please, tell us. Brutally honest, please. Let us know where we need to change and improve ourselves, because Lord knows we could be better. This this is my first time doing fantasy for right. You? No, I tried to do it last year. Okay. Kind of fell out of it. 
it signed me out of my account, sure, and then I just sure. didn't have the interest in logging back in. Exactly. We are committed this We're year. committed this year. And we yeah. are going to finish in a reputable position. I don't know how it's gauged, but we are going to do above average. I hope so. What we did last week. We didn't week one. Right. But assuming we really started week two, yeah. then we absolutely did. And uh, Jay, do you have anything else to talk about? I do, actually. It it's a new segment. I could see it in your yeah. eyes. Yeah, you had a little twinkle in your eye. We called this Jake's Bets. Oh. 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 Okay. I'm not a betting man. I know. But if I were, I'd I listen know. to you. You shouldn't. <laughs> tell, tell me why. I'm pretty average. <laughs> but here we are in our first segment of Jake's Bets. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you one thing that I hated from last week and one bet to maybe, I'm not going to tell you to put money on it. You're not going to put your hat on it. Sure, sure, sure. You would possibly consider doing it. But I will personally endorse it. There you go. It means very little. Right. However but... <laughs> much you value a Jake Hastings endorsement. It means more <laughs> to some people than others. Sure. But I will, I'll give you a bet each week to endorse. Okay. And I'll tell you about my either success or bad beat from the previous week. I can't wait to hear it. This week, unfortunately, it was a week of ups and downs. I'm going to talk about a bad beat. All right, let's hear it. Sheffield United goes down to 10 men, 12 minutes into the first half. I think, hey, wouldn't it be great if they went up at half? Because no one's expecting it. You bet on that? Go against the grain, is what I told myself. (laughs) (laughs) I bet $5. A measly five... Hey, don't laugh at me. I bet $5 to win $50. That's that's a great... It's a steal. It's a steal. You have to. That's a steal. You have to. I am so very much disappointed. And Lundstrom who missed a penalty in the 35th minute. All he needed to do was make this penalty, and I'm $50 You're rich. richer. You're done. You're retiring. I'm retiring. Yeah. My goodness. I'll see, well, you, you, been... I'll see you in Bora Bora. I am gone. Right. But no. They get a penalty in the 35th minute. 0-0 still. Down a man. He freaking... It was the worst penalty. He missed. It was the worst penalty. Yeah. Which is the first save for Martinez for Acevedo. <sighs> anyway, it's a heartbreaker. That's a heartbreaker. Bad beat. That's a it, bad it, beat. It's a bad beat. Yeah, but which you're thinking, wow, it's long odds to begin with, but when you get to that situation, you're expecting uh, it at that point yeah. when he gets the penalty. The hair on the arm stands but up. Please, you get some goosebumps. I, I get it. I'm I'm gonna move on from it. But real... let's hear this this yeah, week. Yes, Where you can it. put your hat on. All right, I have a I have a two game parlay. Okay. I have Man United bouncing back, getting a win. I so, like money line win, Man United. Parlay that with a somewhat, which we discussed, somewhat surprising Leeds win. Yep. That gets you plus 352 odds on most betting sites. Put however much you feel comfortable if you trust a Jake Hastings endorsement. Okay. Which, jury's still out if you should. If I bet, I would. Really? You know? Yeah. Thank I you. like those picks. I appreciate it. Yeah. But I don't, so it's really easy to say. Uh, <laughs> so. so, yes. Uh, Man United parlayed with a Leeds win. That's the Jake's bet of the week. Jake's bet of the week. I like it. Heard it here first. Don't get mad at me if you lose all your money. <laughs> I can't, but... But praise me if you win money. Right. Make sure all the credit, and maybe even take a percentage of everybody that makes that parlay. Ooh. 10%, 20%. It's fair, right? Yeah, I think okay. I think you deserve it. Well, commission. Well, yeah. Okay. And frankly, on every bet now that if somebody were to do that mm-hmm. this week, any anyone, whether they listen to it or not, I think we can assume that they listen to the podcast, and that's why they made that bet. I think we could take that up with some legal legal firms and see if we could. Uh, I mean, that's a fair that. assumption. Yeah. Because we have so many listeners. Right. Right. It's week two, so we're blowing up. Uh, well, no, that that. That's it for me. Yeah, I got nothing else for this week. and uh, our, our nightcaps have run out. And mine ran out a while ago, just right. like last week. But maybe I'll pace myself next time a little maybe. bit. I get so excited. I get so, so thirsty. Excited. I talk so much, my mouth gets dry. I got to reinforce it with some whiskey. And <laughs> Who can blame you, really? You can't. You'd be a fool, too. But for the only Premier League podcast with a dress code. That dress code being jammies. I'm Brent Quinn. 
I'm Jay Hastings. We'll see you next week. Or not. It's up to you. It's we'll be really here. up to we'll you. We'll be here either way. <laughs>